Welcome to The Machine, a podcast from Watford Institute of Technology. My name is Rob O'Connor. I'm a lecturer in the Department of Computing and Mathematics here at the Institute. And today we're going to talk about some of the courses, the computing courses that we have on offer here. Uh, the reason for this is that we have an open day coming up uh, this coming Friday. You could be listening to this after the fact, before the fact. It doesn't really matter. The information will be relevant regardless. Um, what we wanted to do was try and capture some of the frequently asked questions we get on the day and put them in podcast form so that uh, somebody can go back over them at a later date or if they can't attend the event itself, they have some material to work with. Um, we're joined in the studio today by a number of the course leaders from WIT. We have Mary Ling, Mairead Marr, John Shepard, Sinead O'Reardon and TJ MacDonald. And we're going to discuss a number of courses. We're going to talk about BSc in Applied Computing. Uh, that's an honours course. We're going to talk about BSc ONS in in computer forensics and security. Uh, we're going to talk about BSc in software systems development, which has a level eight add-on. We're also going to talk about BSc in multimedia, applications development and creative computing, which also has a level eight add-on and BSc in information technology, which has a level eight add-on. Uh, sorry, Rob, the uh, software systems development is offered at both level seven and level eight. It's not an add-on anymore. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, there's, that's the kind of stuff now we can dig into over the course of the podcast. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Um, so, Mairead, you, are, you have been a course leader for 100 years, but mm -hmm. you're not anymore because no. you escaped. And escaped, I, yeah. I've actually adopted that role now. Uh, thanks, Mairead. Much appreciated, Rob. Yeah, it's a penance. Uh, but it would be a bit weird if I was to discuss the programme. So what we might do is get you to give a brief overview of applied computing in, let's say, two minutes or less. How does okay. that sound? We'll, we'll go for that. Um, I suppose just to give an overall context, um, all of my colleagues here will talk about the differences, I suppose, in, in all of the courses. And of course, there's loads of commonality mm. and there's a commonality um, in all the courses, a certain amount of programming in all the courses, a certain amount of maths um, and so on. But to look at the applied, if you look at the specialisms that we offer the students, you get a better idea of what the strengths of the applied computing. So we have um, in, in at the end of first year, they choose things like cloud networking, um, games development, media development, um, Internet of Things, automotive and a forensic stream as well. So it's the, the, the strong technical programming in the networking end cloud computing, all that, the Internet of Things, so people are making things. So does, if you can think about it, a lot of the applied students will end up working with their hands, making things. Um, to that end, they'll need to do a bit of maths, a little bit more maths than in the other courses, a little bit more physics to give them the, the basis for what they want to build, for what they want to think about, for what they want to do in their fourth-year um, projects. So, for instance, ideas that they would have for fourth-year projects would be making sensors for security, um, everything from that to web app, mm. to quite complicated web apps, to system um, programming uh, with, with people like Red Hat. So it goes from all that gambit, but it would be for people that think um, they like the idea of problem solving, thinking on your feet. If, you, if you're the sort of person that when you're doing a little maths problem, not that you really like all the maths, but that you love getting the maths problem out, we want to talk to you. Yeah. Excellent. That was very succinct. Well, well, and very efficient, Maria. Yes, we, we, we like efficiency. <coughs> we do. We like yeah. efficiency. Yeah. Uh, Mary, we're going to go to you next. So, Mary, you look after software systems development and uh, you might give us a brief overview of what that is. 
Okay, uh, thanks, Rob. Uh, from software assistance development, uh, I suppose, like its name suggests, is a software development program, if primarily a software development program, and then it's underpinned by two strong streams in information systems and data. So, in the software development, we, you know, you start off with problems again, with like Maraid with so- problem solving, um, and then build on with web development and. Uh, develop that further into mobile app development and web app development. Uh, from the IS point of view, uh, we give the students a holistic view of the organisation so that when they go out to work later on, whether they you know start working in a startup company or in a large you know multinational, that they know how the system works, what the business processes are, what the business functions are. And so they'll be communicating and designing systems for end users so they know what those end users are, what those systems are. Uh, from a data point of view, then you're talking about being able to manage and maintain data. And nowadays, with the generation of large volumes of data, um, we have a business analytics uh, side on the data as well. Where, and these skills are in short supply at the moment and they're crucial so that, um, you know, it's, you teach students how to work with large volumes of data mm-hmm. and be able to identify patterns, um, you know, um, so that then you're able to discover um, different problems such as, you know, how to price airline flights based on, you know, demographics and and how to maybe spot um um, we'll say spam uh, in email things like that so you know those those type of skills are crucial Now you, you, you pick me up on the level level 7 level 8 difference yes. and I suppose maybe it might be a good point in time to just discuss what level 7 and level 8 mean in a kind of a generic sense Yeah well we, uh, the course was offered at level 7 so for what, a number what, of years what, what, what is level 7 so when we talk about a level 7 course so we're yeah. talking about there's these uh, NQAI which stands for National Qualification Framework yeah, framework. Yeah. Uh, I should know this. Uh, <clears throat> and there's different awards are at different levels. So yeah. am I correct in saying Leaving Cert is considered level five? Five, and then you have level six. Level six, six. which will be the old kind six. of certificates. Yes, and then a level seven is a three-year course. A three-year course. course yes. uh, and a three-year, like what would be considered a, a ordinary degree, degree. An ordinary degree. And then yeah. you'd have level eight is, is an, an honours degree. degree. Yes. Level nine would be HDIP, masters. masters yeah. And then level 10 is PhD. PhD. So yeah. we're talking about programmes that are at the level seven and level level 8 space on the uh, framework so I suppose just to get that out of the way it's not to say that one is better than the other I think it's important that we stress that Um, and with the level 7 courses you can get to a level oh, 8 yes, as well. Absolutely. There are add-ons yeah. you can do. Yeah. So it's not like you're setting yourself in stone at the start. Yeah. And in the old days where you had level 6 courses could lead to a level 7 to a level, level eight, 8 and then onwards yeah. up to PhD yeah, so level could, if yeah. you wanted. So. Yeah, so we have an ab initio software system development and we then have level 7 and those students at the end of year 3 can go into year 4. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, that that's it. And, and SSD software system development is offered at, at both, both level, level 7, seven and, and level, level eight. 8. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whereas Perfect. applied was the only ab initio degree in the department and now there's the software systems and creative computing Mm. yeah and actually, I suppose that's a nice segue into Sinead with Creative Computing and Multimedia Applications Development. Sinead, could you be succinct and describe what that is in okay. two minutes or less? Thanks, Rob. Um, OK, so we have the BSc in Multimedia Applications Development and that's a level seven, three year course. We have the BSc Honours in Creative Computing. That's a level eight. It's a four year course. Um, these are fundamentally computing courses. They're science degrees. Uh, they're BSEs, OK, but they're computing courses specialising in creativity. Um, and by creativity, I mean the likes of graphic design, 2D and 3D animation, uh, media production such as audio and video production, UX design, which is user experience design. And I suppose 
to give a breakdown of, of creativity versus computing over the course of an academic year, the ratio is is averaging maybe 60% computing and 40% creativity. Mm. Okay. Um, I suppose if, if I'm talking to a student at Open Day or a potential student at Open Day, I'll ask them two questions. And one of those is, are you technical? And one is, are you creative? And in terms of the, the technical, how do you know? Because everyone is using technology now. But I suppose it's really, I think, like Mairead said, if you're good at maths, there's a direct correlation between being good at maths and maybe being good at programming. Mm. So it would be indicative that, that you're good at uh, from a technical point of view um, and that you're a logical thinker. I suppose in terms of are you creative then, again, this is one that you have to probe because uh, our students do not need to to do graph or to do art in school to mm. be able to uh, be creative in this course. Um, so it's maybe difficult for them to decipher whether they are creative or not. Um, so I would say things like just to tease it out a little bit. Do do you notice things that are creative? Do you notice posters? Do you notice logos, TV adverts, um, maybe colours? Do you notice changes in nature, especially now at the moment with the change in colours of the leaves in autumn, those kind of things. And if a potential student can answer yes to both of those questions, um, I would think that maybe this might be the course for them, mm. you know, and our students are very unique to have, I suppose, to be able to use both sides of the brain in terms of their technology and, and creativity. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unique student that we have on our course. Okay. I suppose, again, another thing that's important maybe to pick up now is we've talked about the maths, we talked about the technology, uh, but we, in all our courses, we assume no prior knowledge, irrespective of, of which courses. We don't assume people coming in are programmers. You, some people may have programmed, some people may not have programmed. And we start at assuming zero yeah. and yeah. go on from there. Yeah. It's more to do with, are you interested? Because yes. if you're interested, the interest will teach you the skills. But if you have no interest in it, well, that's not really, you, you go off and do something else. And Absolutely. we would prefer, we yes. would prefer students did the right course for them yes. rather yes. than just come in and boost their numbers. Marie, do you want to come in yeah, there? Just to say that um, uh, in the class that just graduated last year, yes. one of the graduates had never done any programming before she came in and was probably one of the best programmers I ever had. Mm. So it is completely possible. It's the it's the motivation and the interest and, uh, you know, your interest in an, in an elegance of programming and all that. Mm. That's what's that's what's important. Which is problem solving and puzzles. problem solving. Yes. But which, which we we'll pick we'll up as we come that, back yeah. to it, because yeah. I'm unconscious that John and TJ haven't had a chance to stick the roar in yet. Uh, so we'll do that now. We'll go to John. John, you look after the, the uh, BSc ONS in computer forensics and security. So can you give us a brief description of that in less than two minutes? Yes, thanks Rob. So the Forensics and Security programme started here in 2007. It was the first one of its kind in the country. It's very closely aligned with the Applied Computing degree. It's a very hands-on programme. There's a lot of practical skills in it and a lot of the assessment is done through projects. The assessments tend to be based around real-world type of problems that people see in industry. Um, so it could be stuff like investigating a Fitbit device. It could be looking at encryption. It could be doing a penetration testing or hacking. Could you maybe just explain what that is, penetration testing and hacking? Because you might think it's something else. <laughs> so penetration Thanks, testing and hacking are kind of similar. Um, 
hacking means breaking into things or breaking things or finding ways to get information out of things. Penetration testing is used as a defence against hacking. So it's being proactive and going and trying to find if there's ways into these systems before somebody from a malicious perspective tries to find a way in. So if, if somebody has seen something on television, you might often hear of uh, white hat hackers, exactly. which are people who test things out so that the bad guys don't exploit these exactly. possible uh, vulnerabilities. That's it. Excellent. Right, TJ, can you give us the description of BSE and IT in two minutes or less? Okay, thanks, Rob. Um, the BSE in IT, I suppose, would be summarised really as the generic degree. Um, I suppose my four colleagues have described their degrees and they're very specialised in terms of where they're moving towards. Obviously, with Mary, data and information systems, Mary in the applied, uh, Sinead with the creative and the multimedia, and John with the forensic security. You actually will sample all of those to different degrees in the IT degree. Um, so maybe it's probably the degree that maybe suits people who mightn't be as sure of where they want to be in computing. I yet think that computing is the right place for them. So you will obviously do some computer programming. You still will work on data, data analysis, um, systems design. You will have some modules on the multimedia side of things and move into security. We do rec recognise that people need to have you know, core competencies when they leave the degree. And those are built around data specifically um, with cloud security uh, being a kind of, I suppose, a sub secondary kind of uh, um, applications that we want people to have the skills in. So it's for those type of students who we get a lot of mature students coming back on the course because uh, I suppose they see it as the generically a stepping stone into the college life. Um, and as I said, we have a lot of modules that are very much based on the practical content. Again, uh, hands on. Um, that's basically we obviously do the theory in the lectures and then support that with very hands-on practical. So there's a lot of tangible skills. And we've had graduates, uh, obviously, have moved into many different fields from this um, and because of this, uh, have worked far and wide. OK, so I'm going to try and summarise this now and please jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, and Evie, OK? So I suppose it's important to point out to somebody who's listening, you should, should there, the, all the courses are variations on a theme, that there are a number of similarities with them all. And recently enough, we went through a massive uh, school review, programmatic review exercise where we updated all of our courses. So all of our courses would have, uh, would have kind of fundamental competencies in computer science, uh, programming, web. That's all there on all of them. Yes. And then what you get is more... Say you might get more programming on applied and you get more of a business and workplace focus with SSD. There's more of a creative focus with multimedia. There's obviously security focus with uh, computer forensics and security. And then you have more of a systems focus with IT. Um, does, that, does that ring true for all of you? Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. And of course, then in applied computing, there is also all the specialisms that somebody can choose, automotive and forensics is there as well. Yeah. So just uh, forensics um, is there as a stream in applied. And if you're absolutely sure that that's where you want to go, you can you can specialise in first year. Mm. There's not that much difference, but there is a difference. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a couple of different yeah. modules. There's one or two modules. Is there a difference between the named forensics degree and the applied computing with forensics? Is that correct, John? Yeah, there's a couple of differences. Um, in the second half of first year, there's a, a physics module that mm. the applied people <clears> do that the 
forensics guys don't. That's it's minor, minor changes. Very minor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, TJ, you want to come in there? Yeah, I think that the other very important aspect test on all of our courses is the work placement. And yeah. the work placement is usually beneficial to all our students mm-hmm. because it gives you that uh, time out working in industry uh, and that's really uh, invaluable to students because when they come back they're really transformed after that three to six months period. Okay, well, let, all our courses. I was going to come to that later on but yeah. you brought yeah. it up now so we might as well yeah. go to it. So, so work placement is something that we do focus on heavily mm-hmm. here in WIT. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe just even explain what workplace placement is? Is it like your TY work placement? You go and work for a week somewhere? Not really. Um, no. Well, I suppose that in a more elongated fashion. Um, we have uh, a work placement officer, um, Tracy, who looks after the placement of the students. And because we actually have it um, actually across two different semesters, we can alternate when mm. the different students because my students will go out in semester one, so one Mary's, but Maraid's and John's will go out in semester two. Mm. So there's obviously not the same tranche going out to the same companies. But once again, we look at companies that really um, can benefit the students. So we obviously try and get the student into companies where they will, I suppose, make the most of their skills and enhance their knowledge. So when they come back, they can really enhance their uh, experience here. Yeah, and, and sorry, just to clarify on that, TJ, when you're saying they go out in semester mm. one, it's semester one of year three, mm. uh, just in case students yeah. get confused yeah. about that. Uh, the other thing is there is another option of going on Erasmus, mm. which is going to a, a city uh, with, that we have a, a link with a, a college, uh, maybe in Holland or Austria or Paris mm. or whatever, and students enjoy that. Some students go into a college and take cor- uh, take modules in another university. Some uh, some students have gone into a research group in, in, in colleges and have learned a lot from that as mm. well so that's another alternative Okay, yeah, so work placement if you're looking it up online you might see it referred to flexible as flexible semester, semester. Mm. and yeah. again it's typically work placement Erasmus there's also other development yeah. work that the students yeah. can offer there are a number of options but yeah, yeah, but by and large that's yeah, the two options do, the students yeah, do the so essentially a student goes, goes out and for usually a period of three to six months yeah. mm. minimum, I minimum 15 weeks yeah, yeah. but usually it's, it's yeah. by usually and large six about six months, months. Yeah. they go in and work in a company uh, mostly get paid as yeah, well mostly yes. paid, yeah yes. mostly in the computing industry which is yeah. different to say internships yeah, in absolutely. other disciplines uh, might reflect the skill shortage that companies are just mad to get people in anyone who is anyway competent come in uh, Maria do you want to go there yeah um, I, I think some of the the bigger companies that are around like Red Hat and so on use it as a really good way to have a really long interview with a student yeah so um, in in most cases students that would get placement in some of those bigger companies would be offered a job okay. before they come back. Mm. So they have a job waiting for them in fourth year. Now they don't need to accept it, but they they have a job in their back pocket, which you can imagine in fourth year is great. Uh, and they've been paid. Most of them come back with new piece uh, laptops yeah. from the money for the first time. They've shiny Macs, even some of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 fantastic opportunity yeah. for them to go. And as, as TJ said, they come back completely different. Yeah. Now just to, to kind of, uh, the applied uh, computing course um, was the first um, lev- it was the first degree in the IT sector in the IoT sector in Ireland and it was certainly the first um, degree to have the placement mm-hmm. and for I think 20 years was the only degree to have the placement in the college so in the department is a huge bank of of um, uh, context that we have that uh, you know that, that we're way ahead of the posse mm-hmm. um, from that point of view and it is 
there's a lot of work in getting students placement but it's so worth it for any of us that have seen the students in fourth year yeah. and yeah. Um, in my work as course leader you know you see the students in first year and you see the development and then they come back in fourth year and the jump they've mm. made you know um, everything is more in context with them so it's absolutely it's, it's fantastic and most of them as you say do get paid and that is that is quite unusual to be honest mm. because uh, and and it, just saying the applied not many of them go to Erasmus I think that's just something we'll work on and to get more people going over mm. abroad because that's it's a fantastic opportunity and it, I suppose that. I mean I don't look after the Erasmus program I, I quite like it and no student is at a disadvantage for having for, for choosing Erasmus over work placement because ultimately in, in a graduate if, if if a company is looking at somebody and they see they have spent six months in Vienna Absolutely. that's fantastic as well uh, Rob I forgot to mention earlier that we have um uh, electives on, on, on our programme that are not in the discipline of science so they're in languages, psychology and business t- technology, commercialisation. But So when students, you're talking about languages yes, you're talking about like, like German. German yes, and, yes. French, and French so they can do either beginner German or post leave insert mm. uh, French and German so that's an opportunity for those students then to go on Erasmus to further develop um, their knowledge of the language. Yeah, so it's important to distinguish yeah. between that and C++ or something oh, like that. Oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just even uh, one of the, the applied students I went in Erasmus we kind of encouraged him to do half computing and half mad stuff mm. yeah so um, would you say one guy was in design you know in Copenhagen and he did stuff on design you know because mm. Copenhagen is where you're going to buy furniture if you want because the design ideas are so good yeah. so the design idea so it's just do something you'd never do here yeah. you know and, and it's such a wonderful opportunity and I mean the, the growth education. I mean the mm. growth very much so, yeah. is, is there is and there's funding yeah. available for that as well oh, yes. now so, so the work placement is central to all our programmes and it is personally I found it to be great you see me one thing that really kind of back when I was a student 100 years ago uh, the third year work placement the thing it did was it cemented an awful lot of abstract mm-hmm. ideas. So see, you're talking about something like systems analysis, okay? and you're talking about, you're drawing boxes on a board on a piece of paper, and they're all kind of related, and you don't really get it. Um, but then I remember working in a large team in a company, and suddenly it all made sense, because you could mm-hmm. see how all these disparate strands that mm-hmm. maybe you were exploring actually were tied in together. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that, it's like the matrix. Nobody, you can tell you about it, but you have to experience it for yourself. Yeah. You know? yeah. but he, and then you might say, well, why don't you go and work placement earlier? Because you wouldn't have the skills yeah. to go yes. earlier. You know? yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a kind of a push-me-pull you think. So generally that kind of third-year place is where mm. you've done enough to be useful to a company, but equally your education is not finished yet. Does yeah. that sound yeah, fair does, enough? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And sorry, and sorry, oh, sorry Rob. No, yeah. go. Um, uh, some students do come back with ideas for their fourth year projects from mm. their placement and in fact get some technical help Mm. from their placement as well which is great yeah. and, I, and I suppose it's great to have it on their CV and they are work ready on graduation oh absolutely you know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's, it's very very important yeah. okay so I, I want to talk I want to go back to the maths thing because okay. that has been brought up a few times and I typically when I had open days and I'm expecting it this week uh, oh I'm a bit worried about the maths you know should I should should is this really for me? I'm not a I'm not a maths genius. I'm not going to get an A one in honors maths. Can I do computing? 
Um, we'll say in the creative computing and the multimedia applications development, there are only three maths modules over the course of the four years. Mm. So it's not a lot. OK. Mm. Um, and what we found as a result of the school review, we've moved some of our modules around as well. So uh, rather than introducing maths at the very beginning when a student starts after the transition from school into college, we've delayed that to semester two. Uh, you know, we allow students to adapt to to college life and then by introducing it uh, the more ch- what are considered more challenging modules we, we leave maths until semester two and it has worked quite well and our results reflect that mm. in the first year results. I suppose that the other thing about maths and this would be true of, of, of IT and SSD and, and applied and forensics is we don't all sit around doing equations on a board all day. Yes there is maths I think on applied computing there's four core maths modules in the first two years. years. Yeah. And then after that, depending on the stream that you yeah. do, you might have some maths. And I think it's something similar in SSD as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there's only three. Three. Yeah, two in first year and one in third year. Get It's uh, for the statistics, getting you ready for the business analytics. Okay. And again, the thing there is, it's not the be all and end no, all of things. Um, no. and, and personally, my own experience with the maths is with students, generally speaking, students who show up, go to their classes. Yeah do their work on time, get on fine. The issue is when you go in and say, oh, I can't do maths, therefore I'm not going to show up for six weeks and then you're in trouble. TJ, you want to come in well, there? I was going to say that they really do strip back the maths to very basic levels again and they work really well with the students. So I think once you what you said was very true. If you engage with the lecturers, they will do everything they can to get you through the 12 weeks. Mm. And I suppose the old adage is that, you know, if you attend, you have a far higher likelihood of passing the module. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a maths learning centre as well in the college open for the last number of years. So that that really helps students as well. Yeah, that's so that's basically where so a student can go yeah. and basically get free grinds. Free grinds, one to one. Make yeah. an appointment yeah. and go and, you know, and, and they can go in groups. So, if, mm-hmm. you know, if they're just struggling with one concept, a few in a group and go and get um, extra tutoring free. Mm. Yeah. Just to, to mention as well, when people think they don't like maths, um, just to, uh, to to be very careful about, uh, it's very easy to say I don't like maths. Like if you like puzzles, you like maths. If you like, yeah. you know, um, if you had a bad experience in maths in school, it's not the same as saying I don't like oh. maths mm. and we'll do everything. So to, to, to help you around that. But um, just say in the applied and the applied family, there is quite a lot of maths. Um, but there's a reason for it. It's not, as you say, because we like doing equations on the board. It's to give you the options to be able to do what you want to be able to do. It's funny, I was just thinking about a project that I'm working on at the moment with an arts group and it's a, it's a music project with technology um, for arts group and yesterday I was doing maths equations to, to work out the probability of a piece of silence appearing in this. Uh, it, it's long story but there I was just doing it was very practical. It was basically to ensure that the possibility of something not working was significantly low, was was enough, yes. was low enough to be tolerable, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, I'm not any great mathematician and it was kind of scribbled on the piece of paper. It was very quick to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of maybe give you an example of the kind mm-hmm. of stuff yeah. that, that you can end up doing practically. Yeah, and also with the data, as Mary mentioned, big oh, yeah. data is a massive, mm-hmm. is, is very big, mm-hmm. if, if you don't mind me using that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really to do to do really good rigorous analysis on that you're going to need maths and you're as essentially what we want you know what we're trying to do is uh, teach people how to learn and if you see a maths equation 10 years down the line that you're not scared of that you can actually enter into it if it's not something you've seen before so it's all about that and being enthusiastic about learning at the end if mm. we do nothing else 
we've our job done if people are enthusiastic to learn something new when they leave. Okay, another common question that uh, we often hear on Open Day is, I never programmed before. I'm nervous. Would anyone like to take that? Okay, we've done a lot of work, uh, Rob, um, around this because even if people have programmed before, we ignore that. Okay, so we start now with a very graphic kind of uh, programming language called processing.org if anybody wants to have a look at it. And it's all about animation in the beginning. So uh, we assume you don't have any programming. Mm. Um, If you like doing puzzles, if when you get a puzzle out, you get a bit of a buzz, if when you get a math theorem out or something like that, you get a bit of a buzz. And if you can imagine creating something on a screen or, you know, more in in, in, um, Sinead's uh, part in the creative of creating something beautiful, but just being able to control something working on a screen. Mm. If you can see that that gives you a buzz, that's what you need. You don't need any particular language. You need an enthusiasm for it. Mm. Now, it is very hard to know, will you like that? But there are hints and hints of getting the buzz out of doing something and, you know, uh, being able to go away from something saying I'm happy with that TJ yeah I think you know um, when you look at it, programming is one of those things that you think you have a flair for and you come into it, but we all have come through college ourselves many moons ago and with that in mind it's a process to go through uh, programming you have to be able to work with it. and I think if you have that inquisitive mind and that logical mind I think you will find it more interesting as you engage with what we suppose what we're more afraid of with people is that after a week or two or three they decide it's not for me and walk away. If you bear with it by week 9, 10, 11 we often find that it does make sense and you actually do begin to enjoy mm. seeing a system together and saying oh yeah I see exactly what that does now. Mm. And it was the other thing as well it's it may be one module mm. amongst six mm. So it's not a case that yeah. everyone sits around equally doing equations, writing programming code all day. And of course, the different programs have different different amounts of programming on them. John, you wanted to come in there. Yeah, so programming also gives you a very structured and logical way of thinking mm. that a lot of people wouldn't be familiar with. And it exposes the kind of the mystique behind a lot of things that we interact with on a daily basis. So things like how does a bank machine work? all of a sudden becomes very clear and very simple. How does logging into a website work becomes much easier to understand. And there's all different kinds of programming. So we have things like scripting, which is writing a couple of lines that will make something run automatically. Or we could have web application programming or Mm -hmm. writing Java programming. So there's a whole variation of different kinds of subsets of it as well. Mary? And just going back, your, your question was, I haven't programmed before in a yeah. while I'd be lost. Sometimes it's better if a student comes in with no knowledge yeah. because it's like it's like learning to drive and then going to the instructor mm. because sometimes you have bad habits mm. and, uh, you know, students do feel intimidated sometimes when they come in and they're listening to someone showing off about what language they have and what they know. But sometimes the, the student coming in with no knowledge will actually fare better because it's very hard to undo Bad, mm. bad, you know, on, you know, if you have bad tricks, it's very hard to, you know, to clear that away. So, <clears throat> and, and just if I might say as well, our for for the practical type modules like programming, uh, we break the students down into smaller subgroups. So we've small mm. classes. Mm. So there's a lot of hands on support. Um, and if a student is in difficulty, it's flagged very, very early because it's noticed because yeah. there's so few in the, in the subgroups, let's mm. say. Yeah. So like say, for example, where I'm just trying to think about the, the brief numbers. So I think I teach on the first year 
Uh, there's 70 odd students in the group and then they're broken up into four lab groups that are 20 something because there's a few physics students in there for yeah. some programming yeah. as well yeah. so it's 20 something so okay you've got a big large group but then you've got a smaller group for yes. your labs yeah. and then yeah. I mean you get to know I mean I get to yeah. know each student in that group over the course of the semester you get to know who they are mm. what somebody's good at maybe what they're not so good at yeah. um, and that's maybe one of the big dif- differences between WIT and Institutes of Technology and some of the larger universities you're, mm. you're, you're one amongst maybe 20 or 60 or 70 as opposed to one out of 300 yes, yes. you know yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm not to say one is better than the other but yeah. for different types of students yeah. Yeah. those ratios yeah. work better yeah. would that be yeah. fair yeah. 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 very much Absolutely. so yeah. Yeah. Uh, right lads here's one that <laughs> what's the job market like what kind of job can I get John you want mm. to come in there yeah I think it's been um fairly widely seen that there's a big shortage of people in the whole security domain. A lot of people think that security is a very, very small area and very specialised. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. It goes across everything that we do. So your online banking, your social media, um, wearable technologies, your connected car. It comes into all aspects of life nowadays. Uh, Rob, there's 85 companies in the southeast that will take on computing graduates, which is a, which is a lot. And so the, the the southeast is becoming really the Crystal Valley for you know in computing mm. in computing terms. Yeah, it, everybody will have heard of Red Hat. You know, we've Nearform, DataWorks, uh, Erigo. Actually, they won't all have heard them. That's yeah. the thing. This is okay. this is part of the thing. Mm. You might have heard of Microsoft and Facebook yeah. and, and and Apple and Google, but you know, Joe and Josephine Soaps out there mightn't have heard of those companies, which okay, is, okay. and, and they're, they're, they're quite a significant presence here yes, in the in, Southeast yes. and are, are quite large employers. Of our graduates. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, yeah. Quite a, it's quite significant. Yeah, so 85 companies is a large, mm. you know, there's and a large a, market out there. And the benefit of that and how things have changed over time is like, say, 100 years ago when I would have graduated, which is actually 20 years ago, um, there were a handful of jobs mm-hmm. available in, in Waterford uh, so basically your choice was you could go to Cork or Dublin mm. or elsewhere mm. yeah. and that was it so now you don't have I to did. go to Dublin you don't have to go to the big cities no. you can live in Waterford yeah. or you yeah. can travel if you wish as yeah, well that's absolutely. the other thing if you yeah. Yeah. but, but yeah. you're making that choice yeah, as absolutely. opposed to it being forced upon yeah. you yeah like uh, you mentioned Red Hat like Red Hat is one of the prime open source companies in the world yeah. and uh, there is a number of uh, graduates from WIT Computing uh, in fact, the majority of the employees in the Waterford branch are WIT computing graduates, and they're absolutely happy. It's it's their prime computing technical jobs. Yeah. Of in in the country, yeah. they really are. Yeah. So, again, going back to what the job market is like, TJ. Well, I suppose I think our stats are something like eighty-five, ninety percent have a job within six months which are great statistics for any course to have. I'd say they're, mm. they're and a huge number of our yeah. years have jobs yeah. already. Oh, they're not graduating yeah. for another yeah. six months. or yeah, Some or choose not to obviously to go on for education. I suppose that's those ones. But I think the key thing to remember is that there's massive companies here, obviously the Red Hats and like that, but there's also the smaller companies who yeah. are looking for the mm. IT person that, that come from the IT course yeah. and other courses obviously as mm-hmm. well who just want someone who is a data specialist, someone who is a graphic designer yeah. with that kind of yeah. computing background. And those are the people actually that people don't see yes. the jobs at all for. But any company in the South East or in Ireland or throughout the world has the IT person who maybe knows a little bit about data, a little bit about programming, mm. a little bit about networks, a little bit about getting stuff onto the cloud. And those are uh, a very important 
part of any company. You're, you're 100% correct there. It's actually mm-hmm. like what might be called a sysadmin or mm-hmm. the sys or yeah. the technician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody who sets up stuff yeah. for yeah. other people to use, whether mm-hmm. those are other mm-hmm. technical users or non-technical yeah. users. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it's, it's probably mm-hmm. a very undervalued role. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things that when it's all working well, it's mm-hmm. great. But when it's not working well, suddenly the gaps yeah. are exposed massively. Yeah. Uh, so, and that would typically be a kind of a, an IT yeah. graduate yeah. might end up in a role like that. Yeah. We mm-hmm. see with that, I suppose when the IT degree was originally uh, developed 20 years ago it was that niche in the market that we mm-hmm. identified mm-hmm. needed to be filled and I suppose you know it's not that you're jack of all trades because we do see you as specialists in some but you do have a very broad understanding of computing across a lot of different parts which makes you highly employable for the generic company the company who's just a service company and they need the IT guy or girl mm-hmm. to mm. do that uh, various type of work throughout the day and arguably one of the most important people they have in their workforce Now I'm actually you've brought something up there that I want to pick up on. There's six people in this room. Um, we have three males, three females, which is unusual for the industry. It's not unusual for our faculty, actually. We've got quite a it's quite an even split, I think. But it, it the another one is it, say somebody is female and listening to this going, Ah, sure, it's all a boys' club. It's only boys who do computing. Mairead, you have venom in your eyes. I have venom in my eyes for many years. Um uh, I suppose traditionally uh, we don't have hard facts on why girls don't uh, don't uh, follow a computing uh, route. One very strong theory is that um, girls will need to see how um, their career can help other people, mm-hmm. and just say our IoT stream in the in the um, applied computing. Um, That's Internet of Things. Internet yeah, of yes, Things. Sorry, yeah. is, thanks, thanks, Rob. Um, we had a number of girls doing projects in that last year. And so there's projects like checking people. Um, one of the projects was in a car that would do um, face recognition so that if somebody was having a stroke, the car would be pulled in. Uh, security systems, checking if somebody didn't take their tablets. Um, That's right, there was a dementia project with some wearable tech. So there's, there's huge... Um, so I think if girls can sometimes uh, see a reason why they're doing it, it may help them to do it. Uh, you know, and I've we've we've all been down this route. Some of the best programs we've had in girls, some of the best programs mm-hmm. are boys. It's just uh, some people are good and some people aren't. But please, please, I beg of girls, do not assume that because you're not addicted to playing games all day that you're not good at computing. It's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many um, avenues you can go down. There's so many... Uh, of your talents that you can bring to it. Um, like, I suppose, just tree and tree here, but mm. I suppose, to me, being a computing graduate and having worked in industry and in education, um, the lifestyle and the, 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 the rewards that I've got from going into computing have been extraordinary. And I, I, I would wish it for all of my students, mm. you know. TJ? Yeah, um, I suppose I'm here now, I think it's 26 year, and I would, think that actually over 20 years if I was writing my top five students I'd probably put at least four girls in the five students um, I think you know obviously the multitasking thing is a known thing but they really are uh, very good multitaskers females and also in terms of a class dynamic I think they do bring a class mm. together um, a lot more than just a group of boys together mm. and just going back to the projects uh, the last year was a girl who did that project on the dementia and I happened to be the supervisor on it and once again, everything from the very start to finish was top class, first class honours project. But what really struck me was as well, the whole focus and the origin of it was on providing that care for dementia um, 
patient to track their movements throughout the nursing home so they could see basically learn their habits from being tracked. So an example of that I thought was very interesting was that if they were going to the toilet a lot and they mightn't be noticed, they'll see that they've gone to the toilet more than from three times a day to six times a day. So there might be a kidney problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of very hands-on skill and hands-on uh, information is brilliant in the real world problems. Yeah. John, you wanted to come in on something? Just uh, about the jobs market, Rob. Uh, we often get asked two questions. One is, what kind of jobs can I get from this course? And the other would be, what are the salaries like in this course? Mm-hmm. Every year, uh, Morgan McKinley produce a salary survey for the IT sector. People can find it freely available online. And they survey Waterford, Cork, Dublin and Limerick. On it, you'll find all different kinds of jobs, kinds of specialisms within those areas and the areas we've been discussing today and it'll give people a guide for what kind of salaries do they learn, earn out of college what will they earn after three years after five years and so on so it'll give them a bit of perspective on the different areas and stuff as well it is but the I suppose I would say to that is don't choose computing because you think you're going to make a load of money choose it because no. you think you might get something out yeah. of it that's a yeah. bit more well rounded for example yeah. uh, and also to be honest with you look the jobs market is very good it has always been very good in computing even through the depths of the recession there were loads of jobs here we are in a full employment market and there's still loads of jobs uh, and if we go through another dip I suspect there will still be lots of jobs in computing and some very very interesting jobs with great conditions get to travel do all sorts of stuff we've all had interesting kind of professional careers as well as uh, academic careers so um could, could I just add as well, in terms of multimedia applications mm. development and creative computing, while the majority of our students do go into, let's say, software development, maybe web development, perhaps developing the front end and the back end of a system, for example, mm. a lot of our students also go into the likes of graphic design mm. and into media production. So there's a lot of different avenues that they can branch into. And also it's a career that you can travel with. Mm. And it works and it's the same software and the same uh, applications and the same languages that are used all over the world. Mm. And it's a great career to travel with if you want to as a young person. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you want to find out more about any of our courses, uh, if you're at the if you're at the open day, uh, come and have a chat to us uh, or you can check us out online. W.I.T.I.E. Uh, as I said, you can get us on uh, Twitter is probably the best one. Uh, machine underscore podcast. Uh, if you want to send us a DM or something like that, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast and keep track of some of the stuff that we talk about. And if you are interested in a career in computing, uh, it can be very rewarding and we hope you might take it up. OK, so to Mary, Mairead, Sinead, John and TJ, thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Rob. Uh, I know, Sinead, you're rushing to go off to a class, so I'm going to leave you go. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you.